Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Katie's Crib. We have talked a lot on this podcast about how being a mom can be so physically and mentally and emotionally exhausting. And for moms with a chronic illness, it can obviously become even more so. On this episode of Katie's Crib, we're going to talk about what it's like to be a mom with a chronic illness. And Jamie Lynn Sigler is my guest today. I I think I've known you since I was like 20. We were, we were babies. Yeah. Like, guys, my first, this is Jamie Lynn Sigler. She Hi. is a dream gem incredible person mother friend i my first guest star ever was on the sopranos that was your first guest star i had ever? a line <laughs> but by the way you were with us for like three weeks oh, yes it was the best you guys it's in season six i think it's called john sacrimony presents or something it's a wedding mm-hmm. episode and I was AJ's date to the wedding. And so what was awesome was I was sat at the table at the wedding with the whole family. So even though I only had one line, I had to be there for every single scene because yeah. I was in the background at that table. Yeah. And I was at the family table with Jamie Lynn Ziegler. And we hung out. <laughs> we got to shoot in Long Island in the town next door to where I grew up and where Jamie Lynn grew up. And um, my parents came. Sopranos was the biggest fucking best show ever. Yeah. Ever. Still to this day. And... We shot at Leonard's on Long Island, which is where my cousin got bar mitzvah. <laughs> um, obviously. Of course. <laughs> obviously. Jamie grew up in Jericho. Yep. And um, is very good friends with this actress, Lindsay Kraft, who is who introduced me to Adam Shapiro. And Jamie went to high school with Lindsay, and yes, she's one of my we best were friends. Yeah, show choir together. So there's it's just, just a, a very lot of long, There's a very Long Island thing very. happening right now. I feel like you can't go anywhere 
in the world without finding somebody from Long Island. Do you agree? I agree. And I, <laughs> and I almost had, I think I had one of my first adult anxiety attacks because <laughs> Jamie and I live near each other here in the valley for you guys Which listening. Which is very Long Island, about, by the way. Well, the and night I before it. I moved to the valley, <laughs> I said, oh my God, you know, Jamie lives in the valley and she is super cool and a mom and this is going to be okay. And you said, Katie, you're going to love it. It's exactly like Long Island. And I had a heart attack because I felt like I've been running away from Long Island my whole life. Why? Well, I'm, what I've learned is I'm wrong. It's the best to it's live in a Long best. Island type place where I'm everything's so a strip mall and where there's parking exactly. everywhere. And it's very easy to be a mom. Much easier here than it was in Hollywood. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about your family, how many kids you have, how old they are, the, the statistics. Okay. So I have two little boys. I have a five and a half year old named Bo. Great <clears throat> name. Thank you. B-E-A-U. Mm-hmm. He's um, precocious, too smart, hilarious, loving, athletic, mm. but like also like wanted me to sign him up for a musical theater camp this summer. So just no as like a, just a cute little guy just discovering himself. It's a really fun age right now because... He's just like, just to see him, to be able to be so fortunate to expose him to so many different things. Like he's obsessed with hockey and he's really gifted at it. But he also is like very interested in performing and to be able to live in a place and have the means to be able to like support all of his little dreams and and curiosities right now. Yeah, it's really cool. And then I have a 13 month old little boy named Jack. Who is just a caveman, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. When did you get... Uh, this is me completely selfish talking to my friends. Sorry, guys, and all you listeners. But when did you get pregnant with your second baby? Clearly, I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to do so this. So, when Bo... Oh, so, when Bo was just before he turned four. A oh, little bit great. before he turned four. So, oh, they're four really and a half the years apart. Off me. <laughs> No, we needed to space them out for many reasons. Yeah, one of the one about... of the topics being kind of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there was life in general. Well, Cutter and I weren't married yet. Mm-hmm. We got married when Bo was two and a half, mm-hmm. and then um, I think that I that's when I came public with my MS, and I think that that's it was like a time where I wanted to see if I was now that I wasn't living with the secret anymore and like kind of what it was doing to me emotionally if it would like open up other doors and what my life would mean and sort of so once that kind of settled back down and I also felt like Bo I was in a groove with him and he was old enough where he could help me and be independent enough I don't think I could have handled basically like two, two under small two babies or anything like that yeah yeah um no. so for like us, physically that's like it, yeah. exactly yeah. Um, and Cutter too. I mean, he was retiring from baseball. He was figuring out his life. So financially, all those types of things may, were factors in our decision of kind of like how long we waited. But yeah, he was about a little older than three and a half when we started trying for our second. That makes me feel very good. Because um, <laughs> I'm like, every like Albie's coming up on his second birthday in like six months. Some people are like, well, and when are you going to... And I'm like, well, are we even having this fucking conversation? I cannot... Everybody's... Honestly, it's like anything with motherhood, which I'm sure you're coming to realize. Like, you, it's you cannot compare. All our journeys are different, and it's truly what is best for you and Adam and and also everyone. Your life. Whatever they decide is what they end up liking because totally. it's what you know exactly. Do you know what it's I mean? You you're know. like, oh, this like every mom will be like, well, I love them close together, and it's like because that you have two kids close together or moms who are like. 
I have an eight-year-old and a one-year-old. It's the best thing I ever did. My eight-year-old helps my one-year-old. Right. You know, people know what they know. Exactly. Um, can you tell us about MS? Like mm-hmm. what the disease is, how it impacts your da- daily life? Yeah. So I was diagnosed with MS when I was 20 years old. I can't <clears throat> even fucking... Like, was that before I... I mean, I don't even know. Uh, I, don't I think know. you and I met when I was like 23, 24. So okay. it was... You know, I when you and I met was like kind of when I was becoming silently symptomatic. So where you wouldn't know anything was going on, but I was kind of feeling things. So it's like a snowflake, like it truly, or like a fingerprint. It affects everybody differently. It's uh, there's some common denominators, um, especially with women. There's um, issues with bladder control, which is something that I deal with. Uh, but for me, the way it personally impacts my body is um, spasticity in a way of just like, if I'm sitting for a long time or if I'm driving when I first get up or if I'm sitting at a restaurant. And you've been there for a while. And I've been there for a while, I get up, I'm kind of stiff. Takes me about like 30 seconds to get my body back. Um, Over the years, my walking, I'm hesitant to use the word worse, but it's been impaired more in the Mm -hmm. sense that, you know, it's more noticeable. I used to be able to hide any kind of trouble I may have had with movement, but now you can see there's like a little bit of a limp. Yeah. I haven't been able to physically run in probably 11 years, which is like, if I could ever have like one dream and one goal, like that's all I want. Just because I think it's just... Freeing or something. It feels like... And I think that for me, it's that I have to be very thoughtful all the time in my movements. Like I have to think and remind my body what to do when I move places. Balance can be an issue. Um, high heels are an issue. You know, there's vanity things. Yeah, but of course. They're well, all, you're, you're it's business. Part of my you're life. an actor, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you find your ways, you become creative. I think that like, a lot of my friends will always be like, you're so strong and I could never do this. But I think when any human being is faced with anything, I mean, it's just you do what you can. You yeah. do what you do. Do I have my days where I'm really bummed about it? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I can't, I try to make a choice to not be that way too much because at the end of the day, I am very rich in very many ways. And I have to find what this is here for and what it's here to teach me. I'm also just very hopeful in modern medicine for sure. and what's for sure. out there. And, you know, one of the things that I definitely was not going to let it stop me from doing was having a family. So when you were like, I want to get pregnant, is there... Is there people who would say, like, you can't do... Like, is MS something that, that is a, it's completely safe and, like, physically you can carry a baby? Like, you can vaginally birth a baby or C-section is safer? Like, what's all that? When I was... Um, when I got pregnant with Bo, it was by accident. It was not a planned pregnancy by any means. So, um, blessing in disguise and yes. that, like, I didn't really go down that road. You didn't have, like, yeah, you weren't, like, doing research talking tell- to your doctors. Right. But when I did get pregnant and talked to my doctor about it, he said, look, there's many women who, when they get pregnant, enter into a remission. There's some beautiful thing that happens with hormones or whatever it is that 
you just feel better. What the fuck? That's so crazy. And with Bo, I did. I did. I felt a lot better. I was hiking with my dog, like things I hadn't done in years. I mean, with a nine-month belly no in front of me. Way. Yeah. I mean, I still had some of my things, but it was... No, but I you were doing things. Pregnant. Yeah, you enjoy I'm, being pregnant. You yeah, felt good. Yeah, I'm, I was one of those people that really loved my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, after I had him was a different story. Oh, God. So I kind of, I mean, like anyone, I mean, you know, your your body is depleted of all those great hormones you had. You're exhausted. You're trying to get your milk in. I mean, with Bo, it took me two and a half weeks to get him to even latch. Um, and stress is probably really bad. And the stress really of it all. My husband was playing baseball, so he was gone. I was just, and my mom had to be in the East Coast. So it was literally just me and a baby nurse in my house with this little bitty baby. I knew nothing what to do. I mean, there was it was beautiful and wonderful, but also incredibly hard as it is for anybody. Of course. And I don't, I wouldn't say MS really took like a front row seat in any of that until he started moving around. And I think that's when fear started to creep in with me in my possible like inability to be the mom that I wanted to be. Um, so when he was walking yeah, and, like running after and running, him, like... like my fear was that he would run somewhere and I couldn't catch him or couldn't prevent him or keep him from being safe. Mm-hmm. So and it I sounds would, like he's athletic and like totally. very fast. And he's a little boy. <laughs> yeah, and he's a boy. And I don't want to keep him confined no. and home all the time. So, you know, I started to become creative. And so I would find parks that were gated, mm-hmm. like all around. So I knew like if he was in there, he couldn't run out into the street or run out anywhere else. Um, do it, Did a lot of like indoor play gym Was there so much places. baby proofing? There was a lot of baby Because I'm like, fuck, like they run towards the stove dials and like... I know. But with but in hindsight, now that I have the two to compare with Bo, he was attached to me. Like he would not leave my side. With Jack, he's he's a bolter. Like he is like literally like the <laughs> no opposite little, way. little kid. So it's it's a different story. But so I, I, so I was able to be creative in that way. But then I think as he also got older, I just started to have... I think these worries that my disability would slow him down too. And you start to get these, you said, I don't know, you start to get these emotions of just like, I don't want this to take anything away from his life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I, so I hired a nanny to take him to the trips to the beach and things like that I couldn't do or... Mm-hmm you know, hiking or things like that, that I wanted him to experience. I wanted him to have fun doing. And of course it killed me that I wasn't the one doing it, but he comes, he comes first. Of course. And so I think that, you know, you just have to make, they're not sacrifices, but choices. Um, that is, you know, he's then he's half comes home happy and excited to tell me about it you know i'm bummed that i'm not the one that can experience it all with him but but you don't want him to not have those experiences i don't want him to not have those experiences no escape to summer with victoria's secret pack your bags with just arrived swim cover-ups corset tops and other sexy silhouettes when the sun goes down opt for bold and blingy styles like the made to be seen very sexy push-up bra from the very sexy collection in on-trend hues like black shine green and citron
For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I think the main thing that MS like really affects me like with my kids <clears throat> is patience now because like if I am tired and just want to go and sit down and he's taking his sweet time like getting out of the car Oof. or like wanting yeah, to do and, this. Yeah, like you're in pain or like you're like I really need to sit down or mm-hmm. I really need to, what do you do? And there's times where you just, in my head, I'll think to myself, I wish I could just let him just be a kid and be kind of like, you know, in his own head and do whatever he does. And I can spend the extra two minutes just standing here letting him do what he does. But no, I mean, a lot of the time, to be honest, I'm like, boat, let's go. Let's get out of the car. And then, of course, by the time the day is over and he's asleep, I just feel tremendous guilt that like, Mm -hmm. and now that's the, those are the times where I just feel bad, really bad about my MS because Mm -hmm. I just feel, I wonder if I would be a little bit of a different mom mm-hmm. if it wasn't playing a factor, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
have you ever had a conversation with him about it? And does he, because now he's five. So like, yeah. he, does he see, you know, worse days, better days physically or like mentally when you've like reached your, you know, you're just like, it's different for me. Like, yeah. it's just different for me today. Today is a day where I'm, you know, need more time getting out of, up from a restaurant if we've been right. sitting here for an hour or whatever. Well, the fortunate thing for me with my MS is that it's been stable for the past 10 years. Like it has been what it's been and it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think for people that are new to meeting me that they like, it can look like something's wrong, but for me, I'm doing great because things are all the same. Mm -hmm. He's known no different. He's only seen me move the way that I move. He's only seen me get up from the floor the way I get up. He's only seen, he know he, so at about two and a half, I remember one time he was like, run, mommy, run. And I was like, baby, mommy can't. And he was like, why? And he's like, well, mommy's legs don't work like everybody else's, so I can't do that. And he was like, okay. You know, when they're that little, it's a very easy explanation, everything. <sighs> like you don't, really th- you don't really need to get that deep into it. And he was all right with that. Um, and, only, and, you know, he's had friends that have come over that'll be like, Bo's mommy, like, why do you walk like that? And so now I'll, I'll be like, oh, well, you know, I have I have something that makes me just walk a little funny, this and that, and they're okay with it, but he has never, ever asked me why I move the way I do. He's wow. never questioned it, and I so appreciate that about him and love him for that. But when he was about, when he turned around four, uh... I don't know exactly why. I think I just wanted to have a conversation. I felt like I was like able to, and I felt like maybe he could understand a little bit more. And I, I said, I, you know, buddy, do you, do you know how like mommy can't move like the other mommies sometimes, mm-hmm. and sometimes mommy's slow, and you know sometimes mommy has to walk slower. And this, he's like, yeah. I was like, do you know why? And he's like, yeah, because your legs don't work. And I was like, well, no, they work, but not like everybody else's. I was like, but do you want to know why? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, mommy has something called MS and she takes medicine for it and she works really hard to try and be as strong as she can be but it just means that you know sometimes it just makes mommy the way that she is and you know he's like okay I found this book about a little girl and her mom and the mom has MS and like the different oh my god can you write this like I feel like there's like this is so like there's one book that exists I'm sure I mean because what are the statistics how many people have MS in the U.S. do we know can we google that uh, I think I want to say right now in the U.S. I think it's like between two and a half and three million people wow. are living with MS, and it's heavily, heavily more female than male. And a majority of the women are diagnosed between the ages of twenty and forty. So, you know, I'm right in the thick of it. They're all like me. Some people are a lot better off than me. Some people are a lot worse. But like I said, I mean, it's it's to each his own and like how it affects their lives. You were so young. You were diagnosed at 20, coming off of the biggest television show that has ever been on. And it's like you're a working actress. And it's like also I think it was so before people were really – I mean, I think we're trying to make strides for inclusivity in our business especially. But I think when you were diagnosed, I think it was definitely way less so. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, there's sure. no fucking way. Like, people would have no, 100% would been like, invite. well, she can't work or we're not going to give her a job. By the way, like, I'm whatever. still feeling that way, though. And it's a bummer, but it's like, I did what I needed to do because How could you do harboring it? the secret was way more damaging than getting no work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, fuck it was, that. It was, like, 
starting to chip away at me, of me as like a person and make mm. you start to feel like shame and guilt around a disease that like I didn't I didn't do anything to deserve this and you go through this whole emotional process of that like did I do something wrong like yeah. in my life that like I've been cursed yes. with this but it's just crap luck crap luck and like I said I got to do like what I can with it and it's it's made me realize a lot of things about myself and you know even at the end of the day like I'm with my kids a lot alone and it's fucking hard but like I'm proud of myself at the end of the day oh my like God, my kids you're... are happy and they're and I'm still it's hard is it hard for me to like carry him in in and out and do the my gym with him and up and down and this and that all fucking Tell day me about that is that like is that first of all you can do that I do it I do it like I you pick it. them up and it's okay like you're at like least 28 pounds my 13 month old what guys for, so you guys know, my almost 18-month-old is 20 pounds. He's yeah, that's a little, like average. He's like a little, little baby. So no, when I say also, I have a caveman, Like, you have a I have huge a baby. Beast. You have I a have, big, big baby. I have, uh, yes. That is now walking. Running. Running. Also, my kid didn't walk or run to like 16 months. But so you're chasing after two boys mm-hmm. to show us all that you can do this. And like, I'm just saying, like, it's amazing. Like, if I saw you in my My Gym class... I would just be like, holy fuck. <laughs> but you know what? There's, there's, but like, it's one of the beautiful things I think about living with MS, seeing the way like other people show up for you. <clears throat> like in this My Gym class, I don't say anything. I'm not, I don't like have to like do the disclaimer like I have MS, whatever. But like when they do this circle time where like they get up and I'll dance around in a circle, it's hard for me. It's painful for me to like stay in this circle and like turn around with him and whatever. And the teacher, like, picked up on it without me even saying anything. And, like, every time I circle time, she's like, all right, I'm going to take Jack. And I just kind of sit back and, like, let her do the circle with Jack. And I'm just, I kind of look at her and, like, we didn't even talk about it. But, like. She knows. She just knew. Yeah. Like, I don't think she knows knows what's wrong with me. But, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. just beautiful sometimes the way I think people can, like, show up for each other like that. And it's, I, I have every excuse and every right to stay in bed all day. Like, I do. Like I can, I have a right to feel bad for myself. Yep. I have a right to feel all those things, but I don't want to. Like I, I have. Well, especially as a new a mom, you must course. feel like you can't. Like if you're going to get up for something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My kids, my kids, I believe have kept me as well as I am. Yeah. So when you got pregnant with the second baby, we discussed this a little bit, touched on it. There was were there any advice like you maybe shouldn't do this or because yeah. your MS has been sort of at the same level mm-hmm. for 10 years, I think you said yeah. it's been stable. Were they worried how, yeah. what it would do to your body the second time? My neurologist said, I don't think you should have another one just for the stress of it all. And I said, I respect your advice, but the fact that I live with something that makes choices for me on a daily basis of like, <laughs> like how I like, fucking get up and walk and move like I'm sorry but it's not not doing it not making that choice for me mm-hmm. like I have always wanted at least two children like this is something that's important to me and I will figure it out like I figure everything else out in my life mm-hmm. and like yeah it's hard but it's hard for everybody you know it's like I, I don't feel any worse off because of it I didn't have uh um, were they worried that and um, like it could 
drastically shift where the MS has been stable? No, I don't think they thought it was going to throw necessarily like the course of the disease off. Mm-hmm. I think they were just more worried about just like the stress of it all because stress for anyone is like, you know, such a huge debilitator. And so when you add it on top of, you know, an autoimmune disease and a neurological disease, I mean, it, the only the only time that my body will not be as strong as I know it can be is when I'm either having lack of sleep or an immense amount of stress in my life. Oh, fuck, which is like the two biggers for babies. Exactly. So I think that's maybe where they were coming from. But look, I mean, who leaves their house after the, I mean, the first eight weeks you have a baby? Like, Don't. no one. So, mm-hmm. and like, I, with Bo, I didn't have any help. Um, what? Because I'm crazy and stubborn. Did and your mom come out? You said she no, I mean, she she had too many things. Like, she came a little bit here and there, but, like, it was hard for her. And Cutter was traveling playing baseball, and I was traveling with the baby trying to follow him around. And I thought, like, I'm going to do this. I, like, I don't have a job right now. Like, I have this baby. Like, I – and financially, I was like, I can't yeah. be paying somebody to watch – also, too, like the thought of paying somebody to watch your baby when I'm right there, right, like right. I just, it just didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not saying it was the right choice or the smart, smarter choice rather, but it was the choice that I made. And I'm proud of it still. I mean, it, was it hard for me? Absolutely. I also think on top of it, I was definitely dealing with like postpartum depression I that. that I didn't even realize I had. Um, I just thought I wasn't like enjoying motherhood, to be quite honest. I fucking hated it. For like yeah. a good hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I, it switched around like eight weeks for me, but it was, the first two months were so dark. Oh. June Rayfield's come on this show and I think she calls it the dark ages of yore or something. No, like something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So dark. No. So dark. Um, but I can't even imagine what it would feel like, like you said, just to have these moments where you're like, I don't, I can't, you know, um, just do certain things. Yeah. And there's even times where, like, I'll think, too, like, I wonder if I would enjoy this more if I, but that's almost with everything in my life, I think, if I didn't have this physical pain or or this um, right fear, like, I fear sometimes of how, because even now, like, when I work, which is very rare, like, I still deal with this, like, wanting to look normal yeah. and wanting to cover it up. Because that's all I did for so like so many years that I think that I'm still coming to terms with like owning it and like being okay with like this is just my body and how I move and so like on top of that put like your kids and all of that and I just wonder sometimes like would I enjoy like playing with them or doing this more if I just didn't have that. A whole other level of like just uncomfortability and and self-consciousness and just like very. So your second pregnancy, did it feel like the first where you felt amazing? It didn't. It didn't. I mean, it wasn't like terrible, but it wasn't like I was really like stoked to like have those like. Nine months of like a break of Mm -hmm. like. mm -hmm. And no, it didn't. But I mean, I was also. Yes, way more, way more, like, tummy sick growing up than Bo. I had that maybe for, like, the nausea more with Bo, I think, for, like, the first 12 weeks. And then it was, like, totally fine. But with Jack, like, nausea, 
heartburn, reflux, like all of that. From I was popping tums like as I was pushing him out. Like (laughs) it was, it was very uncomfortable. And he was giant. I mean, he was, you know, nine and a half pounds. So what? Yeah, I got induced a week early because my doctor was like, I'm not making you push out a ten pound baby. Like he's just. It's already going to be like really hard. Does MS have a? any sort of situation with breastfeeding or it was like, were, were people like, I mean, are there a lot of people living with MS who have also had babies so they could very easily tell you what was going to happen? Or is it the same thing where MS, it didn't, it's different for every single case. So it was like, I didn't have anyone to talk to, especially with Bo, because it was a secret then. Mm-hmm. Um, but my OB is amazing. I'm obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Nothing with breastfeeding. In fact, it was, a wonderful thing that I celebrated because like normally my relationship with my body is very complicated and I'm like feel so separated from it because it feels like it betrays me all the time and so to be able to do something like that something so incredibly magical and like the fact that like my body was working the way I wanted it to was incredible and I loved it but when I had to stop early because I had to get back on medication mm. the second time around was really, really fucked me up because you were so sad. I was so sad because I was like, damn it. Like, like it was doing easier this, and this time around. And it's like, yes, he's like big and he's flourishing and I, I'm get, I got this and it's, it's working and I'm proud of my body and I'm proud of myself. And like here that fucking thing comes again and like interfering with my life and yeah. what I want to do. And so that was a, a dark time for me because it's I was also just, such a huge. I mean, just nor it's such a huge hormonal shift to stop totally. breastfeeding and then to add in like, oh, I'm stopping because I have to go on this medication and mm-hmm. for my yeah. body must have been just like very sad. Yeah, that was. And now you're contr- you're like, I want to control this situation, and yet again, like I can't. Have you dealt? Do you have any other friends that are dealing with pregnancy and chronic illness? Like I don't. No. Like you must are such a like. It must have felt just lonely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think in general, I mean, I think you hit it on the head. It, it's, it, can be, it can be a very lonely experience because I'm always hesitant to talk about it with others because, A, I don't want to be a downer, but, like, B, they're, I think they're not going to get it, you know? And it's not, it's not to be, like, rude, like, oh, you don't understand, oh, yeah. but just meaning, you know, like... It just doesn't, I don't know, I, I am in the process of, as a human being, trying to learn how to express myself better asking for help or just calling a friend to vent. I'm not that person. I am the person to receive that a hundred times over. Like, you need to bitch about something or yeah. cry to anyone, call me. I got you. I will find the words or none of the words and give you the hugs, like whatever it is. But I don't know for me, for some reason, it's very hard for me to do that because I think for so many years, I did it all by myself. I didn't talk about it with anybody, literally anybody, like my doctor's appointments, everyone, like nothing. I mean, a very close few knew about my MS, but even then I didn't talk about it. My husband was really the person that like forced me out of my shell with that oh, I'm so to glad. really like 
even if it's just with him. Right. You know, like he was like the first like close myself. relationship that wasn't maybe your parents or like your siblings or like a best friends in childhood that you were like, yeah, this guy is going to know everything that yeah. there is to know and, and go through all of it with me. The mm-hmm. doctor's appointments, the ups and downs, the yes. highs and lows. Letting and him in on that journey with me was hard. Because the truth of the matter is, any chronic illness is not just your disease, it's your family's disease. I mean, it's something you're all going to have to deal with as a family. And fortunately for me, you know, in the grand scheme of things, while they seem extremely difficult, my symptoms are small in this, in the what they could be. And <clears throat> I think Although it's more the emotional journey of going through it all is the harder part. And having my, like, only the other day, I remember I was giving my baby a bath and my son, so I have a full-time nanny now. Mm -hmm. Knowing that I was going to have the second, my husband travels the way he does, I was going to take on the help now. You were like, I'm so proud of myself. I did it once and one was enough. That exactly. was really I have, hard. I mean, her name is Maria. She is godsend. She takes care of me just as much as my children, um, helps with dinner and cleaning and just all those extra chores that really just wipe everybody out. Um, and so I was bathing the baby and my five-year-old was just being like a dick that day. You know? <laughs> Classic. Happens. And I, he came in, he was coming in and li- his new thing is like lying. And he was like lying to me that he ate his dinner. I could hear Maria saying like, go, <laughs> you didn't finish your dinner, whatever, because he wanted dessert. And I just, I just started crying. And he looked at me and he's like, mommy. And I was like, I'm sorry, Bo. I don't mean to do this in front of you. Mm-hmm. I'm having a really hard day. I'm having a really hard day. And I just want to get Jack to sleep. I just need to know that you ate a good dinner. And then I will put you to bed, please, please. And like he sat on the floor and hugged me. And he was like, I'm sorry, mommy. And I, sometimes I feel guilty or I feel bad because I don't want to like put my shit on him. But at the same time, I think that maybe I'm giving him you are. some lessons in like compassion and understanding. And again, like I said, the fact that he's never, ever pointed out a single thing that makes me different. The only thing he's ever pointed out is just why he loves me. I'm grateful for him. I think you're going to make a very special person. I just do because you're making a very special person because you're a special person going through a very remarkable, huge, painful set of circumstances that I think will just shape him to be an amazing person. Like, that's yeah. just what it is. Like, it's like... Yeah, I think, like... And even the lessons he will learn. Like, at some point, I keep thinking, like, oh, my God, what about teen years where, like, he may... Either of your boys might say or do something that's that hurts your feelings. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they may at some point... And I know he hasn't said anything yet, but, you know, you never know. Of course. But, like, even in that moment, like, if he's a total... Like, he's going to learn. Like, he's just... I mean, I ha right. I mean, I just have to believe that. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a special, like you said, a special circumstance that <clears throat> he's exposed to on a daily basis that some kids just don't really see, and then maybe look a little longer, or you know, and because of which is, by the way, is totally fine. Like, mm-hmm. I think if 
you know, my husband's always like, don't let him stare. And I'm like, it's okay. He's a kid. Like, oh, he amazing. Because there I are think kids like looking like, at you wa- walking on the playground or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's totally okay. Like, I think as little kids, like, you have to let them observe and, like, take it in. I don't... I think that sometimes we place, like, as adults, like, what we think staring is, which sometimes can be, like, judgment. But I don't think kids have that. I think they just have genuine curiosity oh yeah for sure and so that's why it doesn't bother me if his friends ever ask me anything or say anything because they're just curious they're not like trying to be mean no no, no, no. and so yeah I mean I think that Bo just happens to be exposed in his own special way and Jack too as he'll come to learn um of just how sometimes just things are done a little differently Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
Tell me, um, you guys, what's so cool is that Jamie is changing the game as she does every day on a daily basis. I mean, no, I'm serious. Like, even being a mom who is cool with letting kids stare or ask questions, I mean, that is going to help shape those children to be better humans. And I think that's what we're all trying to do, even with our podcasts. Mm -hmm. Because Jamie Lynn Sigler also (laughs) has a mom podcast called Mama Said, right? Brilliant title. Um, And when it came out, I was like, oh, my God, like, can we do cross promotion? Like everybody who's listening, please listen to mama said. And, and I just, I think it's so wonderful. And I think you have such a unique and amazing perspective. You're an amazing mom and, um, you have a wonderful platform because you're famous and fancy. (laughs) Um, but to help other moms not feel alone, do you know? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, that's I'm sure why you're doing this too. I mean, it's, it can be, it can feel very isolating, especially in the beginning and it's scary. And I think that, there's certain stigmas or there were of, you know, I think that it's okay sometimes to vocalize that you're not enjoying certain things about motherhood. And it doesn't mean you don't absolutely live and die for your children. Totally. And I think that to have an open conversation about all of the feelings and things that come up with motherhood is essential. And, um, you know, to have a place of no judgment and to feel heard and understood and represented mm. is why, you know, we do what we do for a living. Right. I think it's just, it's just giving voices and stories a, a, a platform. And I think that that's what you're doing here and that's what we're aiming to do over at Mama Said. At Mama Said, are you guys specific in, like your mission or your, your, like, do you, is it open forum mom topics? Like yeah, you guys are only, you guys have recorded. We've, only, a bu- we've recorded a bunch, but we are only three in as yes. far as like airing, but yes. we've recorded maybe eight or nine. So we're kind of, we're more of like a, like a lighter fun. Like we wanted it to be a place. We'd like to say we've, we've formed this tagline after like basically talking like diarrhea at our mouths for yes. months. A, Place, safe place to confess your mommy sins and realize you're not alone. Like say the Brilliant. things that you're terrified to admit and right. realize this this girl's done it or this girl's <laughs> right. thought it or this girl everyone's wish doing she did it. it. Everyone's yeah, fucking doing exactly. it. Exactly. We just want it to be a place where you can laugh about the pretty and the shitty of motherhood. <laughs> Brilliant. And you know it's you and I mean? another mom. Her yes, my friend thing. Jenna. Brilliant. Who's a very different mom than me. How? Like she is everything organic wooden like amazing you know, good for her like that's fucking she's amazing anxiety and, t- and me i'm like jack's licking the floor and it's fine yeah you you're very I mean? chill super chill i mean partly because you i just have don't have the energy yeah. to like care about that too like yeah you can't take it on your fucking plate no nope, you're like can't i can't i'm literally trying to figure out getting out of the car right now yep. with a baby yep. in like a and real physical stroller. logistical fucking way. Exactly. I don't care if he picks the shit up the floor and fucking And he can it. have a fucking pouch from Gelson. Yep. And he's going to have a okay. fucking pouch and he's going to play with some fucking light up toys. Yep. Exactly. Because mommy needs to sit down gonna, for like a while. And he's going to stick this passy that I just found at the bottom of the car that I put in my mouth somehow thinking I was going to sanitize oh, I do it all the time. by literally licking his pacifier <laughs> And it's A-OK now. Like, that's that's the type of my mom. But we have respect and admiration and zero judgment for each other. So, and that's what it's all about. Brilliant. So tell us about, um, I'm really interested in how you've 
told that you were saying you told Bo about, you know, you felt like a passionate, like, I want to tell you a little bit more about my mm-hmm. MS and that kind of thing. So we had that conversation where I basically explained it to him. And again, it was like a very simple, like, okay, like, okay. Like he didn't need much more, ask him any more questions. There are times like where, um, we aren't raising him a specific religion, but we're trying to raise him with some foundation of faith because I think that everybody needs like some sense of like grounding faith. And so at night we do prayers in which are mainly what we're grateful for and like what we would wish for. So beautiful. And he, or even when we go to fountains and he throws like a coin in, he always wishes for me, which is just like... I can't get too far into myself to start bawling my eyes out, but he Oof. always would like. I I wish mommy will run with me, or I wish mommy will feel better. Um, I don't know if he's saying it because he knows I'm right there, but for whatever, it doesn't matter to me the fact that his little brain will even go there and be conscious to be that giving and thoughtful. Um, God, I love him, but he actually did something pretty cool about a year ago. So the preschool that I take him to. There's like this circular driveway and like it's kind of a shit show in the mornings, but like you park Such your car. Such a shit show. We're not going to name There's names, but lot. I used to babysit a lot of kids at this nursery school and the drop off is okay. so you get unreal. It. You get it. It's, you could be waiting for 30 minutes on that street. Right? That is, okay. They need to figure something out. At, like We all do it though because we love the school. Because like, the school is absolutely amazing, but no. So you park your car and there's only like six cars basically allowed in the driveway at a time. And then like some parents take their sweet time, whatever, which by the way, God knows I need it. So like A-okay. So we we were waiting a long time and we live far away from the preschool. So I've been in the the car car for for like almost an hour. And when we get there, it took me a minute. I get him out of the car seat and we're walking and there was a couple of parents there. And out of nowhere, he goes please wait, my mommy is slow, and put his hand out, and then put his hand to hold my hand, and I was just like, thanks, Bo. Like, because normally, like, one of the things I'm working on with my trainer is to look up when I'm walking, because it's not that I have to look down when I walk because I need to see the ground. It's because I don't want to make eye contact with people, (sighs) because it's just like a, I don't want people to like, I just don't want to know people are looking at me. Mm -hmm. It's a fucked up thing because why would I choose to be an actress if I don't want people to look at me? But anyway, so I normally like look at the ground and it was just one of those moments where Yeah, but being an actress is different. You're playing a part. Yeah. Like I think we were all sort of duped. I mean, I think you and I are similar as like when we were kids, like we were both musical theater kids for you guys listening. Like we loved doing, but like that felt different than like. Like, I don't think we knew when we got into this so much that, like, so much of having an acting career was, like, you being on red carpets and people looking at you as a person, like, not playing a part. Yeah. Which, like, I didn't know. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize I was going to be doing all this press and, and, like, interviews and and red carpets and things like that. Like, we fell in love with acting because we liked playing fucking parts. And you played fucking pretend. Like, you didn't know. But, so I imagine... Because I, I get, I mean, I don't like really being looked at as myself as a person at all. Like, yeah. I'm not a center of attention. I don't really like it. I don't like speaking at events. I don't like like being the fucking maid of honor at a wedding. I don't want to do that <laughs> stuff. I mean, people think I do because I'm a performer. Right. But, um, so I can't even imagine what it must feel like to not have 
not to feel like you're walking differently than everyone else and to have people look at you must be just so I think too because people will be like oh, are you okay like people that don't know are like oh, what's going on yeah. and you're like they're like did you hurt I... your ankle or exactly. did you like is your knee displaced you know something they're and like, normally I'm so or... used to being like oh bad back or whatever but like how do I in a quick three seconds of like passing you be like no I have MS like <laughs> oh, it's like not like a like quick little thing you yeah. can like throw out Jeez. there so it's much easier to just not look at anybody people probably think I'm like the bitchiest most unfriendly no. human on the planet at school but it was a so moment so was your trainer saying you for you to look up yeah we're working on just me like feeling so confident when I move that I can look at people yeah and yeah. so Bo just stops everyone so for you. Yeah, he stopped and he was like, my mommy's slow and I have no idea where it came from. But it literally like, I was like, thanks bud. And if he ever sees, sees like a staircase in front, he stops and waits because he knows that I'm going to need either a hand or a banister to go up. Yeah. <sighs> I'm like fucking, I mean, I could cry. I might buy the cake pop today before I take him <laughs> oh, up we can for have school like because I'm, t- I'm re-remembering all cake. the good things about him. Now wait, yeah, he needs a cake pop. <laughs> he definitely gets a cake pop. Do you feel at all nervous about having to go through any of this sort of stuff again with your second? Explaining um, to him, saying anything to him? Do you think the older one will explain? Lead. Yeah, yeah I hope he'll take both lead. I mean, it's so crazy to, like, look at him and all of a sudden, I mean, already realize, like, whoa, you are a completely different human. Wow. You do things differently. You Like, I mean, he's aggressive. He's physical. Like, he's sweet as can be and, like, loves to cuddle on my lap and watch a cartoon or, like, mm. loves to give kisses. But he'll also, like, literally throw a toy as hard as he can at my face. Like, and Bo was just not that. So do I have, like, some fear? Yes. And then there's also these fears because... I am like, I don't work a lot as an actress. So financially, I'm like at this point where I'm like, do I keep my nanny or like, do I get rid of my nanny and sort of give up on acting and like because of money? And I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like, I don't know how I would do it like without her or some help. I'm going to let some more time go by and like see because he, I hope, I hope he chills out (laughs) a little bit. I totally yeah, but because we'll you're in that boat. We'll you're in that boat of like ones in nursery school and full time help, which is just like holy shit. That yeah. is the most expensive thing in L. A. That's so ever. Expensive. And then next year he's going private school. I mean, the public school by us is not just, good. We can't send him there. We just can't. And so yeah, it's a lot. That's yeah. I mean, those are things to think about when you've got kids. Fucking money. <laughs> Fuck. And also when you're an actor, and which that is too. literally when you don't have a regular job. I know. Yeah. So is there any advice you would um, say in, in closing mm-hmm. for any parent who has a chronic illness? Okay. <laughs> advice I would give a parent with chronic illness. Um, first, I would tell you to go easier on yourself. Um, I would say that your kid knows no different. And truly, if if it means that your quality time is playing on the floor, then that's your quality time. Like my five-year-old, his favorite things to do with me is are, is coloring and Legos because it keeps us still and it keeps things easy. And I'm not the one that plays all the sports with him or does all the running around and that's okay, you mm-hmm. know? But you can also find ways to do things. Like I really wanted to ride a bike around the neighborhood with my family, but I just can't balance on a two-wheeler. 
And for Christmas, my husband found me literally like an adult tricycle. It's like Amazing. a beach cruiser. Amazing. So, and I ride a bike with my kid now. And there's just, there's ways, there, there's creative ways. Like even I said, like going to a park and finding one that's gated so you can feel safe and contained and confined. But I think the most important piece of advice I can give is do not be ashamed or afraid to ask for help. I mean, I think that I'm you're hearing from somebody who specifically went through it all without the help and desperately needed it. And there's no shame in that. It doesn't mean that you're not capable. It means that you're being responsible and loving. And um, I think also find your village in the sense, not just to help your children, but to help you. I think that a lot of the time when it comes to motherhood and family, we're always looking for the advice to better our kids' lives and and all of that, but we're very rarely looking for things for ourselves or really talking about that. Mm -hmm. And chronic illness or not, I think, really um, taking care of you and not feeling bad about that is important. Like, today is a me day. Like, I normally would run home on a day like today and go be with him until pick up and then take my other son to his activity. But I, my nanny's there and I know he's great. And I'm like, I'm going to take a me day today. And those types of days for anyone, but especially someone with chronic illness are important and nothing to feel bad about. Thank you so much for being on Katie's crib. I love you so much, guys. Listen to Mama Said. Thank you guys so much for listening and for your amazing feedback and tweets and messages and reviews and sharing Katie's Crib with your friends and your family. It means so, so much to me. So please keep it coming and check us out on Shondaland.com. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts.